You're listening to the Her Soul Podcast, a safe space where we focus on Christian living and mental health. I'm your host, Camille Allison, and my goal is to encourage you in your everyday walk so that you can live in the freedom that Christ promises you. It's the Christian girl talk you need in your life. So grab your journal, favorite pen, a cup of coffee, and let's get into the show. Hey friends, welcome into another week's episode of Her Soul. I am your host, Camille Allison, and I want to tell you guys, thank you for joining me for another week's episode. So last week, first let me start off and just say that I hope you guys are really doing well. I hope everything in your lives are, everything is running smoothly. I really honestly and truly do. But last week's episode, I got a lot of feedback and thank you to you guys who have reached out to me. Got a lot of feedback, people that I know. Many of you who listen to the show, you guys, we are all going through our own set of something, right? We're all dealing with our own struggles. We're all dealing with something. And when you think about that in general, that can be disheartening. But on the flip side of it, there is some encouragement to be found in these struggle seasons. And so last week, we really kind of honed in on how to spiritually guard your home and your family unit and how to protect that entity. This week, we're talking about spiritual warfare in a little bit of a broader sense. And what I mean by that is last week, we focused just on Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12. We're going 12 through 17. And when I sat down and prepared for this episode, I really wanted to figure out, you know, how can I help? Right? What sort of like encouragement can I offer the believer, the woman, the listener of this show in their struggle season? You know, when you don't necessarily know what to do, how to move forward, you know, what are we supposed to do? And so I really, really dug down and really just tried to figure out where the encouragement, what the encouragement was. And as I expanded the text and looked deeper into the scripture, This is where our hope lies. You know, God laid it all out for us. And so that is what we are going to discuss today. Um, let's see. Any housekeeping things? Not really. I just want you guys to just continue to listen, continue to share, continue to give me your feedback. And, um, if you want to connect with me or the show on social media, all of those links will be, um, down in the show notes. Okay. So let's get into it. I'm just going to go ahead and start with our scripture. And our scripture this week is coming from Ephesians chapter 6, verses 12 through 18. I'm reading from the New International Version. And it says, For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you have done everything, to stand. Stand firm, then, with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. 
as I'm reading this and every time I am confronted with the spiritual armor of God, the armor of God, I, I think back in my memory to when I was in vacation Bible school and there was like a coloring activity we did and it was this person decked out in this like ancient armor um, get up and it was all, all the pieces were labeled with the spiritual armor of God. And as a child, you think back, you know, well, that was just like an activity we did in Sunday school or in vacation Bible school. But as an adult, these are the things that have kind of stuck with me, though I didn't understand it as a child. As a child, it was just a picture. As a child, the Bible was really, to me, just words. But as I am growing, I'm picking back up on these things that were instilled in me. And it's more than just the words. It's more than just the picture. It is a living truth. It is a literal instruction manual that um, I am just so grateful for. So let's just go through it. If we look closely at the text, starting with uh, verses 14. Yes, verses, verse 14. This is where you see what it is that God actually gives us. Just to dig back just a tiny bit into last week's episode, one of the things we talked about is the inevitability of demonic attack, the inevitability of evil, okay? We as believers, just for this, the simple fact that we honor Christ, that we believe in him and that we seek him for our everyday life and instruction, just for that simple fact, you will be sure to face some sort of attack at some point in your life. The devil wants to stop you and there's nothing. We can't stop the devil from trying, okay? We can't stop him from trying, but what we can do is not allow the attacks to dishearten us, discourage us, tear us away from God, tear us off of our destination, and really just win over our life. Because we know in the end, Jesus is the one who overcomes. Satan loses, like flat on his face, fall out, lost. Okay, he loses. And so our hope is in the fact that our Redeemer won. And because he won, we won. But I think what happens in life a lot of the times when we face a battle, we face a struggle, our first question is, God, why me? Why is this happening to me? You know, one of the questions, I, I did a paper on this like a couple semesters ago in school, and the question was, how could, why does evil exist if God is, is present? If God is real, why, how could there be evil? And the fact of the matter is, so many people use that as an argument on why we should not believe in God. But what I want to tell you is that how can you be an overcomer? How can you have um, a resume of faith, so to speak, if there is never, never a battle in front of you? How can you be an overcomer if, there, if you've never overcome anything, you know? Jesus didn't walk this earth without his fair share of struggle. And so how can we think that we would as well? And what the Bible tells us is that even though we face these things, our hope is still in Christ. And we have to look to God for the lesson in everything that we face, all of the good and all of the bad, because these things are shaping us and molding us in some way. Um, and so. And thinking about that and thinking about the inevitability of attack, um, 
How are we going to fortify ourselves? How are we going to prepare ourselves against the enemy's attacks? And so this is where this passage really comes into play. So he's saying, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, not if, okay? There, he didn't say if. He says, so that when, and we're talking about Paul here because Paul wrote this letter to the Ephesians. Says, so he says, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand. So when the attacks come, you will not waver. How? How are you going to build yourself up in that way? So let's talk about it. He says, stand firm with the belt of truth. And as we outline the rest of this passage, I sort of just wrote this down as the things that God has given us. These are the tools that we have to go forward. So he says, stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist. What does that mean? He's saying, hold on to the truth. And the truth is God's word. The truth is Satan doesn't win. The truth is Jesus wins. That is our hope. That is the truth. That is the gospel message. The gospel message that we have been redeemed because of our Christ Jesus who went to the cross on our behalf and that we are not bound up by the struggle season. We are not bound up by our past mistakes. We are absolutely free indeed because of Christ Jesus. So hold on to that truth. He then continues on and he says, with the breastplate of righteousness in place. So God gives us, he tells us that righteousness is ours. And I think about this because righteousness is one of those heavy words where people don't really know how to feel about it. And you have to be careful with it because you don't want to become self-righteous. But guess what? God said that righteousness is yours. And what I gather that to mean is that right standing with God. You have a breastplate of righteousness, a breastplate of righteousness, which I thought was so significant. Why the breastplate was con- was is the breastplate of righteousness. A breastplate guards your heart, right? And righteousness is right standing with God. So how how does this all work together? How can we stand rightly with God? This comes from obedience. This comes from holding on to that truth and being diligent in our relationship and hearing from God. And so these are the things that protect our heart, which are so important when it comes to these attacks from the enemy. So, so far we have hold on to the truth and um, we have righteousness, which is ours, given to us via our, our breastplate. The scripture then continues on and it says, um, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. Your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. God is giving us his peace here, okay? This is another thing that's in our toolkit that he gives us. He gives us the truth. He is arming us with the breastplate of righteousness. And then he is telling us that we have his peace, which is of the utmost important when it comes to attacks, right? Because so often the mental health uh, replay or outward display of these attacks is our mind is all over the place. We don't know what to think. We don't know what to believe. You know, we don't know how to see a way forward. And God is telling us that you can be settled in your mind because he is giving us his peace. We then continue on, um, and it says, 
In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. One of the most important things that we have and one of the things that we need to constantly be sharpening, our faith. He's telling us that don't forget about that piece of it. You know, although we cannot see the end, although we cannot see how all of it is going to play out, let's hold on to this faith the one that we've been nurturing and growing. And let's just trust and believe that God is going to work it all out for our good. And then verse 17, he says, take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And so again, he is telling us that he is giving us a gift, the word of God that will allow us to fill our minds with the truth that that is the word of God right? We won't be left out here abandoned, not knowing which way to turn. God is telling you, you have my word. Let's let's see what his word says. I sort of took all of this scripture and sort of like thought, sat down and thought about some practical things, right, that I can do in my life when I am in these struggle seasons that will really help me. And so I came up with a little warfare toolkit as well that I wanted to share with you guys. Oh, because verse 18, let's, let's finish the scripture really quick. Verse 18, it says, and pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. And so then I started to comprise my toolkit. And so here I wanted to share it with you guys. So the first thing in my toolkit is prayer. We touched on this. We didn't touch on it. We went into um, deep talks about it last week. So I won't go as in depth this week, but prayer, one of the, the, probably the best tool that we have, um, in our own way, the thing that we can do to constantly be calling on God to help us, protect us, lead us, guide us in all it is that we face. So don't forget about prayer. It is absolutely becoming one of those things that is sort of like a second thought, especially when life gets overwhelming and crowded. Prayer is one of those things that sort of like slips in between the cracks, but I want to encourage you today to hold on to prayer. Another thing that you can do as part of your own warfare toolkit is practice fasting. This isn't something that you have to share with anyone, but if you can fast for a day, and I mean abstaining from anything it is that you like, it can be fasting from food, fasting from your phone, fasting from, um, you know, whatever it is that you like to do, something that consumes a lot of your time, something that you thoroughly enjoy, fast from that for a day, two, three days, a week, a month, however long, you know, you and God feel it necessary. But that is a way that we can really empty ourselves so that we can receive what it is that God has for us, receive instruction, receive guidance, you know, and to really clear our minds so that we are not being, um, you know, overly consume, overly fed things that are distracting to us. The third thing in our toolkit is obedience. And this is something that we have to practice our entire lives because I don't think anybody ever has it on, has ever done it perfectly. I absolutely have not. And um, I don't know anybody who has been obedient in their walk with Christ 100%. But this is something that we should be intentional about, intentional about, and really practice it and really try and sharpen this skill. 
And when I say obedience, I mean following God, reading his word, doing what it says, you know, becoming doers and not just hearers, listening to divine instruction and divine intervention that happens in our lives and not just going ahead, you know, with our own thoughts and ideas of what should be done. So really practicing obedience. The fourth thing, and you guys know I can't make a list like this without including it because it's essential. In my opinion, this is absolutely essential along with prayer. But as we pray, we also need to be in God's word because like he told us in scripture, he's left it for us. And so a lot of the instruction, relief, peace, comfort that we need is found in the scripture. If we ignore the book that God has left to us, we are missing a huge chunk of who we are. And so don't forget, you need to be in your word, studying it, because also how else do you know how to move forward? How else do you know the truth? How else can you carry the truth with you in your spirit if you aren't reading your word? It isn't enough. I'm sorry, y'all. It just isn't enough to listen to a sermon on Sunday and think that that's going to carry you through the rest of your week. You have to be diligent. You have to be intentional about being in the word for yourself. And then this last one I added is a direct result of verse 18. But this one is, I I never actually really thought about this before studying this passage and bringing it forward to you guys today. But verse 18 really highlighted the importance to me of praying for others. Wow. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. Uh, this is a very powerful tool. Praying for others in your struggle season and also praying for others in their struggle seasons. So when you pray for somebody else in the midst of your trial, in the midst of your pit, you are freeing something inside of yourself, honestly. And if you have never done this, just try it. Just try it and see what I mean. Because you are no longer dwelling and focused on what's going on with you, but you have now taken that energy that you would be putting towards feeling sad, down, and depressed and put it towards uplifting someone. And just the way it works is you end up encouraging yourself. It's amazing the way that that works. When you also pray for someone else who is going through something, you might not necessarily be going through anything, but you are praying diligently for someone else. That is also unleashing something inside of you that is to be admired, to put yourself aside and to pray for someone else as they go through something says a lot about your character. And it says a lot about, you know, who you are. And it sets a great example of who you are as someone who believes in Jesus Christ. And so I want to just encourage you guys that praying for other people is a tool because not only does it fortify yourself against the attacks of Satan, it allows you to help fortify someone else, to cover someone else in prayer who might not even know what prayer is, right? And your prayers might be the thing that introduces them to who Jesus is. Your prayers might be the thing that allows them to get out of their own deep pit of depression and take a step up. And so there's a lot to be said about praying for someone else, but I want to encourage you guys to add that to your faith toolkit, your warfare toolkit. So let's recap. We're going to pray. We are going to fast, be obedient. We're going to study the word and we are going to pray 
for others. The last little bit of encouragement that I wanted to offer you guys, I feel like we have not talked about this in a long time, but it's the power of perspective. And maybe we might do an episode on this in um, a little bit farther down the line, but power of perspective. So often when we are going through something, all we can see is the negatives. And I'm speaking from experience. It is so hard to get ourselves out of seeing the bad, the dirty, the the terribleness of the situation. But there is hope and there is something to be said about changing your perspective about a situation. And it's hard. Y'all, it's hard, especially when you are so used to looking at the dirty, the negative. You know, it's hard to retrain your brain to see a good side. I don't take away from the grief that you have. And this is for anybody and whatever you're facing. I don't take away from your grief. I don't take away from your anxiety, depression, your addictions. I don't take away from the seriousness of any of it. I recognize that these are really serious things that we all face in our lives. And to just say, oh, change your perspective, you know, make the lemonade. That's not what I'm saying. I want to just challenge you to find, to seek God and ask him to show you what is the good? What can I take away from this, right? Just ask him. And as you continue to ask him and as he continues to reveal certain things to you, you slowly find yourself coming up out of a pit. Uh, I was watching a sermon the other day and the, the takeaway phrase that the pastor said was, one life for another. One life for another. Wow, right? Because our life is not our own. And so I say that because we sometimes need to look at our lives in the way of, how can my life be used to impact another's for, for the good, for the better, you know, in a way that Jesus would? One life for another. I came to Christ. I came to know him and I came to love him. And so now my thing is, well, how am I living my life? in a way that will bring that same comfort, peace, and joy to another, one life for another. And so that I just, I'm getting off, off topic here, but the point is perspective. You know, what good can we see in our situation? Even though we might not want to see any good, even though we might, we might not be at that point, but if I can just encourage you to just pray, and I'll pray for you as well, you know, to just seek God and ask God in the midst of the deep darkness that I am in. What is the good? What, where is the light in all of this? And how can I use it to glorify your name and be uplifted in your spirit, Father? I pray that for every one of you going through your own struggles. I also pray that you come to a place where you will feel yourself being lifted from these pits, honestly and truly. And if you feel like you've been in this place for so very long, I am praying your continued encouragement and praying for your steadfastness. All hope is not lost. All hope is not lost, especially when it comes to attacks from the enemy. All hope is not lost. You know, you just need, you need the tools. You, and if you don't know the tools, I hope that this episode and last week's episode have given you a great set of tools so that you can move forward, you know, unafraid and unshaken by anything that the enemy might try in any way that he might try to attack. So I do pray 
for all of you guys, obviously, but I'm praying that this message is reaching the ears and the hearts and the minds and the souls of all that need it. Just like last week, if you want to reach out, please feel free. I'd love to hear from you guys and get your your take, especially if these episodes are helping you or transforming your life in any way. Glory to God. So I'm praying you guys have a blessed week. I will see you guys in the next episode. I love all of you. Be blessed, y'all. Bye.